episode 31. Welcome to the podcast, Life of Awesome. My name is Saul Blinkoff. I'm a husband, father of four, and director-producer who works for some of the top studios in Hollywood, including Disney, DreamWorks, and Netflix. My goal? Simple. I want to live the best life I possibly can, and I want the same for you. I travel the world talking about life, and if there's one thing I've learned, every single person on the planet wants the exact same thing. We don't want a life of good. We don't want a life of great. We want a life of awesome. I really want to thank you for being here today listening. I realize there are so many podcasts out there, and I really appreciate you giving me the most valuable thing that you have, your time. If you like the podcast, please hit the subscribe button, give us a rating, a review, and of course, share it with your family and friends. That said, let's get into it. Think for a moment when you were at a wedding. And you're sitting there and you're watching this incredibly beautiful couple swear their eternal love to each other. Well, if you could go over to those two people, like right when they're standing there under that canopy and just ask them, do you love each other? They'll probably give you a look like, what do you think? And we're getting married. Or ask a parent, do you love your children? Well, they'll respond, of course. How could you even ask me that? Well, then what if you could ask them a follow-up question? What if you ask them, well, what is love? What is love? I mean, you say, I love you to each other. What does it mean? Well, there'll probably be a big pause, followed by maybe a very thoughtful expression. Maybe they'll look around or they'll close their eyes. They usually have to think about it first. It's interesting how most people can say the words, I love you, but can be at a loss for words when asked to define what it is. And if you're listening to this, hopefully you've said the words, I love you to another person. Hopefully they've said those words to you. But what does it mean? If I were to ask you, can you define love? You'd probably think, well, there's different kinds of love. There's a a love I have for my sports car. There's a love I have for my wife. There's, There's all different kinds of love. I can define it in many different ways. You know, we hear these three little words all the time. Three little words. Eight little letters that simply mean I love you. The most popular songs in the world are, you guessed it, love songs. Let's fall in love. Love was made for me and you. Let's fall in love. I was made for loving you, baby. For the first time in my life, I see I need love. That's a That's what true love is. 
There's actually more than 100 million songs written about love. I mean, the Beatles alone have cornered the market on love songs. Can't buy me love, love, love me do. She loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. All you need is love, love. Love is all you need. Then, of course, well, there's Disney. So this is love. Yet with everyone singing about love, the divorce rate is over 50%. And I can assure you that probably 100% of the people who are now divorced once said to their ex-spouse, I love you. Perhaps if we could better define what love is, we might be able to do it better. And we could probably strengthen the relationships that we have that mean the most to us. So what is love and what isn't love? Well, let's take a look in Webster's Dictionary first. If you look in there, the definition says, quote, an intense feeling of deep affection. I think if you ask many people, they would say that, you know, yeah, love is that feeling you get when you meet the right person, that love is what you feel as a result of someone else. You think about when you were young and you you meet that person, you get those butterflies, those tingles, magical night, starry sky, like literally out of a Disney movie. Well, there's this girl. She's smart and, and fun and pretty beautiful she's got these eyes that just and this hair wow and her smile (sighs) like that scene in sleepless in seattle then he held my hand at one point i looked down and i couldn't tell which fingers were his and which were mine and i knew what you know what magic it was magic it was magic The challenge with love being a feeling is that feelings can easily change from one moment to the next. Our emotions are so powerful and they can change in the blink of an eye. Just think how fast we can get angry when one of our kids does something purposefully wrong. Well, we don't love them, but in a moment we could lose it. Or think of any reason why you would get angry at someone you love. Look, we do it all the time. Here, you want a definition of love? Because this is a game changer. Forget everything I've said in this episode. Forget everything I've said in every other episode. Walk away remembering this definition and it will change your life. Rabbi Noah Weinberg said, Love is to identify and appreciate the positive attributes of something. Boom. That's it. And look at that. Let's break that down for a second. Love is to identify. How do you identify something? You see it. How long does it take to see something and identify it? It's a second. It takes a moment, but that's not enough. Then we have to appreciate it. That takes time. It takes time to look at it and actually appreciate the quality that you're seeing. You know, I love many things in my life. I love my wife. I love my kids, my family, my puppy. But you know what else I love? Coca-Cola. Yeah, that's right. Coke. I love it. I mean, I could literally make you a list of the things that I love about Coca-Cola. I love the design of the logo. It's so classic and yet timeless. I love the design of the bottle. I love those old Coke commercial jingles. I like to teach the world to sing. Sing with me. 
I even remember the Coca-Cola commercial with Mean Joe Green, that big football player from the Pittsburgh Steelers. He just lost a game. He's going into the tunnel, and this little boy is standing there, and he says, hey, Mr. Green, you know, you had a great game. You're the best. And Joe's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then the kid looks up to him and goes, hey. Want my Coke? It's okay, you can have it. And he gives Joe a Coke. Joe opens that glass bottle. He drinks the whole bottle. The sun is glinting through. Incredible. At the end, the kid walks away and Joe goes, hey kid, and throws him his football jersey. The kid can't believe it. When I drink Coca-Cola, I love it. It takes me back to my childhood watching those commercials. I love Coke so much. Sometimes I'll take a bottle of Coke, put it in the fridge for a day, then put it in the freezer for five minutes and pour it in a wine glass. My kids all know when daddy pours Coke in a wine glass, whoa, he loves Coca-Cola. And by the way, I only drink one glass of it one night a week. That's it. But if love is to identify and appreciate the positive attributes of something, that means there's also negatives. What, you think Coke doesn't have negatives? Of course it has negatives. It's got high fructose corn syrup. That's not good for you. It costs money. Okay, not a lot of money, but it adds up over the years. But the positive list of attributes that Coke has far outweighs the negatives for me. But of course, life should be more meaningful, hopefully, than loving Coca-Cola, than loving your new car. Hopefully, we love people. Pick a person right now that you love. Just pick a person. Think of one person. You could easily make a list of everything you love about that person. Does that mean there's things that aren't negative? Of course there's negatives. But what we're doing is we're choosing to see all the positives. You know what they tell you out there in the world? They tell you love is blind. You ever hear that expression, love is blind? Well, that's not true. Love is actually a magnifying glass. You see, when you love someone, you see all the things about that person. Look, I'm a dad. I have four kids. Could I make you a list of everything I love about my kids? Of course. That list would go on and on. Does that mean they don't have flaws? Of course they have flaws, just like I do. But I associate them not with those flaws. I associate them with that bigger list, the positive attributes of them. Now picture somebody you hate. Picture somebody you hate. You could start to make a list of all those things you hate about that person, all the negative things about them. And what if you have a huge list of negative stuff and I tell you, yeah, but look at this. They give charity once in a while. They were kind here. There's a couple things on the list. You're like, yeah, but who cares? Look what they did to me. You see, when we hate someone, we're choosing to define them by the longer list of negative attributes. You know, when I first met my wife, we started dating at Disney World. I mean, can you imagine a more magical backdrop for two soulmates to find each other than Disney World? I mean, I just remember, you know, walking around Disney World with her, holding her hand, watching the parades, listening to the Disney music in the background. I mean, literally pixie dust in the air. On this magic night, a million stars will play beside And we were dating a couple of months, and I finally had those feelings. Like, I wanted to tell her, I love you. But I was a little nervous. I couldn't just come out with it. Remember what that was like for some of you? Remember when you said, I love you for the first time to somebody? Like, what a big deal that was. I mean, you remember in Beauty and the Beast? The Beast is dying. Belle says, I love you. I love you. Saves his life. That's a big deal. But I really wanted to say those words to her. So I remember saying to her once, oh, uh, I love you in that sweater. I would just add something like, I love you. 
when you're eating pasta. I would just add something because I just couldn't say the words yet. Until one day I looked at her and I said, I love you. That's right. Crickets. Didn't say anything after that. I won't forget the look in her eye that day. That was pretty awesome. But when I think back to those days falling in love with her, there was nothing negative on the list. It was all positive. Every single thing about her was positive to me. I remember we uh, we stayed up talking for hours. You ever do that? You ever remember when you were dating and you could sit across the table from that person and talk with them for hours? And I would tell my friends, you know, it was so magical. We talked all night. She's amazing. My wife is seriously the most outgoing person I've ever met. I mean, she can talk to anybody and she knows people everywhere. She also worked at Disney. She was an associate producer. And when we were dating, you know, we lived at Disney World. So what do you do for fun? You go to the Disney parks. And as we walk from park to park, she just knew someone everywhere. Someone that worked a ride or someone that worked in merchandising or food. She knew people everywhere. And she'd start talking to them. Well, now we're married 20 years. And now she knows everyone in our community. And we walk down the street and she can't go walking a block without talking to everybody. And now it drives me nuts because we can't go from one block to another without her stopping to talk to everybody. And sometimes I'm looking at her, I'm like, honey, can you just walk down the street and not talk to anybody? Could you just look down at your feet? Please don't make eye contact with anyone. Well, what happened? What changed? That thing that I used to love about her, how talkative she was and how outgoing she was, I thought it was one of her greatest qualities. Well, now years later, I've taken that positive thing and I've moved it to the negative list. Oh, you're dating someone. They have a little space between their teeth. It's so cute. Then they get married 10 years later. I can't stand that space between her teeth. Oh my gosh. Why isn't she perfect? Imagine you're dating your husband and he could do these funny impressions of, I don't know, a horse or something, which by the way, I can do. My kids love it. They always say, daddy, do a, do a horse laughing. And I go, <laughs> now my wife could look at that horse laughing husband of hers and go, you know what? What used to be cute when we were dating can you outgrow that? Can you grow up, please? And what happens? Some people get married and all those positives, every year they're married, they just move them over to the negative list. And then they wake up one day and there are no positives. There's only flaws and then divorce. So my wife is outgoing. So she's talkative. Is it really that bad? Do you know the incredible people that she's brought into my life because she has that quality of being so outgoing? And talkative, by the way, she cares about people. What an incredible value. What an incredible quality that is. And I have a choice to decide if I'm going to think that's a negative and let it drive me crazy or if I can fall in love with that quality all over again. One of the greatest romantic comedies ever came out in the 90s, written by Nora Ephron, directed by Rob Reiner. Starred Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan, that's right, When Harry Met Sally. And if you haven't seen the movie and you're dating someone, go see the movie. If you haven't seen the movie and you're married, go see the movie. It's about these two people, Harry and Sally. They meet each other at different parts of their life. They keep bumping into each other. He was just married. He gets divorced. She's dating someone else. They realize they're not going to have a relationship and they start to become friends. And then they become best friends until finally something happens. The relationship takes it to the next step. They start 
dating. And after they start dating, he gets scared off. He doesn't want the relationship. He doesn't want the commitment until finally it's New Year's Eve. And there's a scene where he realizes, you know what? This is the girl for me. And he runs after her. And he says to her, I love you. I've been doing a lot of things. And the thing is, I love you. What? I love you. And that's how every great movie ends, right? He says, I love you. She should be crying, amazing, runs over to his arms, music, swell, end of the movie. That's not what happens. He says, I love you, and she says... How do you expect me to respond to this? How about you love me, too? How about I'm leaving? Doesn't what I said mean anything to you? I'm sorry, Harry. I know it's New Year's Eve. I know you're feeling lonely, but you just can't show up here, tell me you love me, and expect that to make everything all right. It doesn't work this way. It doesn't work this way. He takes a moment, and then he says... How about this way? I love that you get cold when it's 71 degrees out. I love that it takes you an hour and a half to order a sandwich. I love that you get a little crinkle above your nose when you're looking at me like I'm nuts. I love that after I spend a day with you, I can still smell your perfume on my clothes. And I love that you are the last person I want to talk to before I go to sleep at night. And it's not because I'm lonely. And it's not because it's New Year's Eve. I came here tonight because when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. Boom. And that turns her. That shows her that he really loves her. And if you look closely at the list of the things that he was saying to her, he didn't tell her, I love you because you have gorgeous blue eyes and flowing blonde hair and that cute little smile. He chooses to focus on those attributes of hers that seemingly one could argue are her flaws. And he's choosing to love those. You see, love doesn't just happen. We each have the ability to make it happen. Love is active. Love is a choice. You see, when Webster said that love is a feeling of deep affection, we all want that feeling. We all want that magic, but it's not going to happen to us. It happens when we choose to make it happen, choose to identify and appreciate the positive attributes of something. Then we can have real magic. Just There's a story told of a woman, happily married for over 25 years. She says the relationship has its ups and downs. And when you're feeling down, you got three choices. Leave, stay in a loveless marriage, or choose to love your spouse. Real love is a choice. And we each have the ability to love ourselves. To make a list of all the attributes, all those positive attributes that each one of us has. And if we focus on those, when we look in the mirror, we will love ourselves. Inspirational quote of the week is from an anonymous source. Quote, we fall in love by chance. We stay in love by choice. You see, each one of us has the ability, the potential to choose to love other people. You know what it means? Identify and appreciate the positive attributes of everything around us, of all the people around us. Even at the restaurant, a waiter or waitress is bringing you food and they're late. Stop for a moment and appreciate the fact that they're working hard. It'll make you a happier person. 
literally practice loving other people. And if you're a religious person, you know, you've probably heard the expression, we should love God. How do you do that? Well, stop and appreciate all the wonders that God created. Look at the world, look at the ocean, look at a sunset, identify and appreciate it. And the next time you find somebody that you love, and that means when you get upset at a person that you love or should love, the tool in that moment is instead of focusing on that negative, on that negative quality or the mistake that they made, focus on a positive attribute of them. It's literally that simple. When you've taken something and moved it to the negative list, well, just move it back to the positive list. And you can turn how you feel from being frustrated and upset to grateful and in love. Because only when we choose love will we have a love that is awesome. Thank you so much for being here today listening. I really appreciate you spending your time with me. Please, again, subscribe, like us, rate us, review us, share us with your family and friends. And I truly hope that each and every one of you has an incredible life and not just a life that's good and not just a life that's great, but that each and every one of you has a life of awesome. I love you. I know.